This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. Congratulations to the Chiefs fans out there um, on an awesome Super Bowl win. We are back for a Sunday night special. Corks, corks, and sporks. Sporks <laughs> and corks. Um, just to start things off, I was talking to my coworker on the phone on Saturday about a semi-small work crisis, and I meant to say no worries, and I said all worries. So to go with the theme for the weekend, all worries, sporks, and corks, we're back. Um, <laughs> I'm Emily Jaranka. I'm Emily Cornell, and to be fair, I also said dorks and corks this weekend. So, yeah, you know, it's easy to mix up. Yep. <laughs> so, here we are. Um, so, before we jump into Super Bowl stuff, we'll just do a brief recap on college basketball as we typically start things off. Um, Colorado got a win against USC this week. Which yes! Is, um, Scope them, yeah. Scopops, not Scopokes. Yep. Um... <laughs> Ohio State is also back in the win column. Yes, it took a while for them to get back over into winning because they are the worst team in the Big Ten. <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't really feel bad for Ohio State fans. <laughs> they've, they've had it good. I mean, they have. Ohio State is one of those schools where, like, they're good at both football and basketball, so if, like, their football team did well, so their basketball team not doing well. I don't feel that bad yeah. because they had a good football season, but if they had a bad football season and then went into a bad basketball season, I feel bad. Like, what are you paying all that money to go to Ohio State for for them to lose? Yeah, I mean, even even if they're not winning championships, like, they're always in the talks for yeah. both football and basketball so yeah that kind of was my marker of success um so that's why I don't feel bad yeah that's true and Ohio or Iowa State um was winning against Texas this week and then tragically lost to Texas um poor one out for the Cyclones as we have an alliance to the Cyclones I have an alliance to the Longhorns because I live in Austin but like um, that is kind of soul crushing to see your team winning for a good amount of the game and then lose to the Longhorns who aren't good. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, poor one out. <sighs> Truly. Um, but, but poor one back for Wyoming. Congratulations. Thank you. They finally won a conference game. Um, one of my friends from grad school he was like, I need something. He tweeted about this where he was like, I just need to pick up something. And I'm like, oh, you should like start reading. And he's like, um, 
no, not until Wyoming wins a conference game. And I was like, they're not going to do that until Shaka Smart is the coach, which if you listen to last week's episode, you know my plan for Shaka Smart as the coach at the University of Wyoming. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so now I hope that Greg Durham reads a book. I hope he reads. I don't really care what he reads. I hope he reads something fun um, because Wyoming finally got a conference win. We are a couple of weeks into conference play, people. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. No. It's truly it, hard. Hopefully now that they've gotten over that hump, um, it's maybe less of a mental thing. I don't know. Emily, you are so optimistic for my beloved <laughs> Cowboys, but they are about to have some tough times. Love their head coach. Like, he is a great human, pretty good coach. Like, there is nothing against him when I'm like, ah, oh, Shaka Smart should be the coach. It's mm-hmm. he needs to go somewhere else and coach somewhere else. Um, Wyoming is just not in a great spot right now, and they've not been great for a couple of years. Their last good year was really when Larry Nance Jr. was playing and Larry Shiat was the head coach. Larry Shiat's now an assistant coach for the Mavericks in Dallas. So mm-hmm. um, Wyoming's having a hard time. And other teams having a hard time. Um, the University of North Carolina Tar Heels lost to Boston College. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's not a great loss. That's a I mean, yikes. Boston College has been in the college football, college basketball, excuse me, conversation for a while. Um, you know, they're not a terrible team. No. But you're also UNC. You know? Yeah. Like, you would think that UNC... Like, that win for the brand. Yes! Yes! (laughs) Win that game for Michael Jordan! Yeah, honestly. (laughs) Like, you're embarrassing yourself. (laughs) Poor Roy Williams. Like, I hope that his heart's doing well. Like, he's old... He's being stressed out. At what point are you going to be like, you don't deserve it upon this logo? Um, Roy could never. (laughs) He would never... I know. (laughs) Unlike other coaches. Um, (laughs) So Texas Tech is real nice this year. I'm really enjoying them. Yeah. Um, So they beat West Virginia this week, and they only lost to Kansas by three points. That's impressive. Um, Yeah. This is not the first week uh, that they've had an impressive week. Um. I really like their chances for making, you know, maybe a sweet 16 Elite Eight run um, in the tournament. So, yeah, I'm definitely enjoying watching them play this year. Oh, yeah. And it, so it's shout, good. Out, shout out to the Red Raiders. It's good to see a Big 12 team that, like, people can get behind. I feel like it's really hard for anyone who's not necessarily a bandwagon or genuine Kansas fan like you can't just bandwagon and become a Kansas fan um yeah and then like jump off the bandwagon like once you're on that bandwagon you are a KU fan same with Duke um Mm -hmm. and so it's just like fun to see Texas Tech doing well when you're like oh yeah like I'm not super invested in Texas Tech but I still want to see them succeed as a basketball program because like Lubbock does not have anything else going on let's be honest Lubbock is like like, I drove through once, and I was like, oh, shoot, I made it through Lubbock, and I meant to get gas. I didn't realize I passed through the town. Like, it is one of those towns you will not—it's not really on your radar 
um, as like an actual place. And so I would assume for recruiting and like when it comes to playing, it's kind of hard because like it's not an Austin, it's not a Dallas, it's not a Houston within Texas. So like, how are you getting players to come? And like, I get that Bill Self can recruit to Lawrence, Kansas, because he can be like KU, the brand. But like, yeah. if KU had not been good at basketball, how are you gonna get kids to want to move to Lawrence, Kansas? Or let's let's they even think about Manhattan, puppets, as we um, saw. You right, Snoop Dogg um, um, and the strippers. We'll touch on that. We'll touch on that later. Um, so, um, yeah, I guess, are we moving on to the Super Bowl? This we might as well, since we're talking about strippers. <laughs> so, um, before we discuss the actual game, we are going to talk about the pop culture things. Yes. Um, of which there were many. So, first of all, um, thoughts on the halftime show. Um, I was all about the halftime show. Hot take, very early on. Usually we wait for the hot takes. I think that was one of the best halftime shows. And as a fan of Beyonce, I think it was better than Beyonce's halftime show a couple years ago. Even when she had, like, a very, like, um, social justice-themed message within her halftime show, Shakira and J-Lo crushed it it was such a good halftime show oh my god my i had people over for the super bowl and they loved it i i enjoyed it um i'm very impressed by the athleticism truly um i felt like the whole there was a lot of time spent on that stripper pole you right i felt like wasn't really necessary you right um but I'm impressed by her ability to not fall down, to be honest. People are holding her. Some strong muscles. Well, (laughs) not the whole time. You're right. Um, But, yeah, uh, my all-time favorite Super Bowl halftime show was Lady Gaga, and I think it will take a very long time for me to change my mind about that. Um, So, for me, it didn't top that. Um, I was really hoping for Ja Rule or Pitbull to come out, and... I was disappointed that neither of those things happened. Okay, Ja Rule um, is, like, shady AF after, yeah, what, Firefest? I just wanted the, yes, Firefest. <laughs> I just wanted the content. Yeah, I don't think I the NFL the cares. I media content. <laughs> uh, I feel like they, it's not their, it's not their biggest priority. But no, I think not even they, a little Yeah, um, so, more, more so I wanted Pitbull to come out and do, um, his song with J-Lo, and, her segment of that song was I think probably the shortest of all of the songs she did so that was a little little bit of a bummer um was That's hoping fair. for some good pitbull fist pumps but <laughs> another day I suppose <laughs> I feel like that's your hot take like oh it's not sweet. <laughs> I like I was happy pitbull didn't come out like yeah, it was. I'm sure some. I'm sure that that opinion is held by others as well. Yes, like it's not that Pitbull isn't good; it's that he's not loved. Ah, <laughs> uh, poor Pitbull. Um, <laughs> so the halftime performance. Um, there were hilarious, many great tweets about uh, the parallels between the halftime show and Kansas basketball. Yes. 
Um, I just, I love the shade surrounding all of that. Um, someone tweeted, um, he, this guy works for Stadium, um, and tweeted, haven't seen this many exotic dancers dancing on poles since Kansas held Midnight Madness. <laughs> Um, so just, there were just lots of tweets like that, um, that I found very entertaining, um, and super shady. Um, (laughs) do you have anything to add regarding that? Um, I would say I saw similar stuff where people were making fun of Kansas basketball and J-Lo on a stripper pole. But like, to be fair, I watched the game with people who don't really follow college basketball and, Immediately, they thought of Hustlers, which I have not seen yet. It's on the list right behind a whole bunch of movies that I have not seen. Number one on the list right now is The Big Lebowski, which I know uh-huh. J-Lo has nothing to do with. But I will see her in Hustlers after that on a stripper pole. Um, and I don't know. It was interesting that like non-sports people immediately thought of that and didn't without knowing about Kansas and, like, Snoop Dogg and the strippers, um, they were like, oh, yes, would she was... But, like, if it hadn't been J-Lo, would you have thought of strippers and KU? For me, it didn't have anything to do with J-Lo. It was just the fact that the the poll was so prevalent in the performance. (laughs) Okay, okay. And I didn't really think too, too much of it. I was just like, oh, yeah, like, when they said Hustlers... I was like, oh, yeah, right, she's a stripper in that movie. So, like, it would make sense that she would, like, pay homage to that movie, not necessarily KU. Yeah. But then, like, yeah. I saw those tweets that were talking about Kansas, and I'm like, oh, right, I forgot that they, <laughs> they had a hot mess of, like, a an event for students with stripper yes. poles. <laughs> yeah. Um, just, wow. Um Truly, I think this was one of my favorite Super Bowls in terms of all of the tweets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, I still feel like there's a lot more to digest that I just haven't scrolled far enough on my timeline because I was paying attention to the game. Yeah. Um, And then during commercial breaks, obviously, you, for the most part, watch the commercials. So um, that's usually Twitter time. Still have a lot to catch up on, but what I saw um, did not let me down. Um, what was your favorite commercial this year? Um, I really like that Google one that genuinely oh. made me cry. <laughs> yeah, honestly. It just, it got me good. Like, we were at my house, so, like, someone handed me the tissues, and they were like, I think you need this. And I was like, <laughs> I do! It makes me so... Whatever it is about, like, older people talking about, like, their significant others... Yes. It gets me so hard like the notebook didn't make me cry until oh the, they showed the elderly well when i was reading the book and like oh okay yeah 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 because i knew to expect it in the movie so in it didn't movie, make me sure. cry but like in the book when it got to like him talking about his wife and her like um losing her memory oh my god i just sat in my room and cried <laughs> so much and then she dies and i cried some more so um yeah, no, that commercial got me so good. And not that either of my grandparents are in a situation like that. Like, the old people yeah. that I know, they're fine. <laughs> it kind of gave me, like, 
dementia vibes. Like yeah. I wasn't sure if that's where they were going, like going with it or not, or if it was just oh yeah, compiling everything, you know, um, to have like something to look back on. At first, I thought I was like, oh, the you know, Google's doing all this stuff because like he has dementia and doesn't want to forget these things about her. And then I don't think that was really how it, you know. No, I don't think but, that's at all how they ended it. But, like, no. I get what you mean with, like, how they set up the I thought the that's commercial. where it was going. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, like, made it even sadder thinking that that's what it was about. Yeah. Um, but, but you got a pet. Like, although Loretta has passed, this man in this commercial has, like, He's gotten a pet to, like, fill that void of having a, a companion. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a human companion, but a companion nonetheless. Yeah. Um, so my favorite commercial was the one with Sam Elliott and Lil Nas X doing the dance <laughs> It was so good! I love it Sam Elliott. It was so funny. <laughs> um, like, his dance moves were just hilarious. Yep. And then Lil Nas X is just fabulous. Yes. Um... So I really liked that one, and it was just, like, light and funny. Um, yeah. Something I didn't know I needed. For cool ranch Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> Which um, someone brought to my Super Bowl party, and I was like, still don't want them, but I surely love this commercial. <laughs> um, so going back to Twitter briefly, there's an account that I love on Twitter called at Trump draws. Yes. And they, it's just these gifts that they make of, you know, when presidents sign things, official things, whatever. And then they hold up the, the kind of like little pamp binder thingy, whatever with a, a document and yeah. people are clapping in the background. So this account does that, but they superimpose all these like silly drawings <laughs> and they just tweeted one that said, congrats, Kansas chiefs. And it's, it's like this fake map of the U.S. and it, Kansas is circled and it says Kansas City, Kansas, home of the Chiefs. Because Trump <laughs> tweeted congrats to the Chiefs and something about the great state of Kansas not apparently connecting that Kansas City is in Missouri and not Kansas. Um, oh. So <laughs> that more content is coming. Um, now going back to commercials, um, what are your thoughts on the baby nut? <laughs> For planters peanuts. I did not love that. And I had read a couple of articles because, like, I work in a marketing role and I subscribed mm-hmm. to different newsletters that talked about, especially this last week, um, what planters was doing in terms of the Mr. Peanut or whatever, whatever uh-huh. his name is, dying in that, like, car crash. And, um, it was less about the actual content of him dying and more like, how are we engaging with, like, you people on social media, people who are watching the commercials? And then after Kobe passed, when they were like, oh, we're going to pull this commercial. And uh-huh. so I had, like, all these different, like, thoughts about, like, oh, what are they going to do with this Planters commercial? Like, they bought that ad space, but, like, are they really going to, like, go through with, like, talking about how... The peanut died. And then it was, like, the baby peanut. And then, of course, anyone who's on Twitter saw people making fun of it and comparing it to, like, baby Yoda. Um, And I've not watched uh, 
The Mandalorian. My roommate has and said has only said good things about it. And so that's what I thought about was the baby Yoda, the baby peanut. And I'm like, oh, like you can't just decide to do a commercial about a baby thing because it's been popular. Like baby Yoda is now a meme. Like baby peanut's not about to be a meme. (laughs) I, um, just regardless of the content of the commercial thought that the little animation was so cute. You would. Like, <laughs> just the way that they made the little peanut look was adorable. Um, but I think they really need, need to rethink their, their hashtag for that. Yeah, baby nut's not a good way to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah. Yikes. We'll leave it at that. Um, moving on to Andy <laughs> Reid. Um, I just love him so much. Um, yeah. He, uh, it's been a long time coming for him and... Um, he's been a, you know, a very solid coach, um, kind of, I think hasn't gotten a lot of the respect that he deserves kind of flies under the radar. Um, Mm -hmm. and he has a fabulous mustache. Facts. Big facts. Um, I compared it to a walrus earlier. (laughs) Yep. That tracks. Um, (laughs) and I don't know what it is about him that I find some adorable um i think it's because of his major dad vibes um but very excited for him to get his first super bowl win he was so excited um and he does not usually get very amped about things um so i was happy to see that good win for him it was very nice to see him win um i went back and forth between him and kyle shanahan um, just because, like, part of me feels for Shanahan. Like, he has these big shoes to kind of, like, live up to in terms of his dad. And so I'm like, oh, yeah. the 49ers. I, like, I, I feel for the coach. I feel for Sherman. Um, yeah. A very, very hot take. Upset. I'm okay with, like, Nick Bosa. Um, and so, like part of me is like oh like i would love to see this for shanahan to for him to like prove something to prove that he's not just there because of who his father is he's there because he's actually a good coach but i'm happy to see andrew win like he's such a likable dude yeah he's had to wait a long time yeah big facts (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so happy for him yeah um i'm sure we'll discuss the super bowl probably again next week as more more stuff comes out um uh definitely but for now yeah it's it's fun we we are recording pretty much right after the super bowl is finished um so it's exciting for the chiefs you love to see not the Patriots winning. Um, actually, what did you think of Tom Brady's commercial? Oh. I mean, it was like clickbait, you know? Yep. At the beginning, it makes it seem like, wait, is he announcing, like, his retirement? Yeah. Or or lack thereof yeah. during the Super Bowl? Yeah. And then it's an ad for Hulu. Um, I didn't see know, that coming. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that, I feel like 
a commercial, like I could see him doing something like that to announce a decision. So, yes. and that would have never been done before, you know? So I was like, wait, is that what he's actually doing? And then no, I, um, I agree with that. Like where I was like, oh, there's no way he's going to, it's going to be like a commercial because yeah. for folks who don't necessarily get on Twitter. Um, and I don't know if he'd put it on his Instagram because like it, Instagram doesn't necessarily work the same way as Twitter in terms of, like, if people like something or, like, re-share something, you see it the way Twitter is. Um, People would, like, be like, oh, here's Tom Brady, and he's, like, walking in the black and white, but it was him, like, walking towards the field out of the, like, tunnel. Is he walking towards it or is he walking away from it? It It's kind of hard to tell based on, like his body and the way his legs are going i don't know the way his legs and body go it looks like he's walking into the field but not like he's walking into the field like ready to go play like it's like his last goodbye maybe um i would be shocked if he was the type of player who um announced retirement after a season i feel like he's going to do um something where he's you know he's says like this season is going to be my last season and then the whole season is about him from a media standpoint um oh i feel like that's more i feel like that's more um what i would expect from him that's that's fair i don't the only way i think he would announce in the off season that he you know you saw the last of me is if he won a super bowl yeah and then after the super bowl you know in the weeks after months after whatever came out and was like I'm retiring. But do you think the Patriots, like, are going to win another Super Bowl next year? No. I Same. Like, I think there are so I many teams. I think there are other, too many other teams. Yeah. The cards would really have to fall their way, I think. I don't think they are. I, I think that, like, while I know that Bill Belichick is a really good coach and he's, he's so good at taking talent and – even if it's not, like, the best talent, he does something productive with it and he makes his teams work. Like, I know that he doesn't have the top talent, but he yeah. is a really good coach. I even think with the Patriots team going into the next year, even with their draft picks, they are not about to have a team that will win the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to be in the Super Bowl next year. No, not even, no. So, and Tom Brady... I'm surprised he did not retire sooner. Like, I get that he trains. I feel like he should have retired after his last Super Bowl. Yes. But he... (laughs) he probably... I'm sure he feels like he still has gas in the tank. Exactly. And, like... But not... There's not enough for him to win another Super Bowl, I don't think. The way he talks about his training, he's like, I'm training for, like, a couple years ahead. Where he's like, oh, I'm doing stuff now in terms of, like, where my body's going to be at in, like, three years. And... It doesn't matter where he's at if the whole team is not there. Exactly. That's. I think that's more so the point. It's not that he doesn't have it. It's just that as a unit, given the talent of other teams in the league right now, I don't think that they're there. No. No. So um, maybe he'll retire next year. I know it'll bring tears to many eyeballs, but like, oh, well. <laughs> I'd feel bad, but I don't. Like, Tom Brady is... 
not my favorite uh, quarterback. He's not my favorite player. I think he is similar to Kobe. Like, when he retires, I'll be like, oh, I like you a lot better. Like, you can make fun of yourself. You're a normal person. But even then, I don't think Tom Brady will have the uh, humility to do that. (laughs) We're kind of roasting him right now, but yeah, I, I agree. We are definitely roasting it. We, I don't want to say we. I'm definitely roasting Tom Brady. Like, I acknowledge that he is a very good player. I acknowledge that he has a wonderful coach, and they just, like, make it work. I also am not, like, the biggest Tom Brady fan because of how Patriots fans are and how cocky Tom Brady is. Um, and and I understand the numbers behind viewership reinforce that people like watching Tom Brady. I get that. Like people want to watch a team that wins consistently. Um, Personally, I like hipster teams like the Buffalo Bills. It's fine. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I think that Tom Brady is like very like, he has like a, I don't know. I feel like I would describe it as a quiet confidence about him. Like, I don't think he's, he's not out there like talking smack all the time. Like he's not going to get Twitter feuds. Like, um, but I just don't think that there's enough around him right now. That's true. To win another Super Bowl, And I don't, I don't think he can wait until there is. He could be waiting like several years, you know? Yeah, and I don't think that he could, like, physically wait. Before they wait. kind of, like, replenish their roster. Yeah. Mentally, know. he could. I think he's there yeah, mentally, but, but physically, it, no. Yeah, I mean, it just takes the toll playing professional football for so many years, you know? Um, or so they say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clearly, I'm not an athlete. Um, <laughs> so, on to the NBA. Um, very biased here. We're only going to cover one specific team today. <laughs> um, so the Nuggets had a big win against the Bucks on Friday night. Um, I did not have a lot of hope for that game. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that. I had a lot of hope, but I didn't have a lot of expectations. <laughs> That's fair. Um, and they came in to Milwaukee and I think surprised a lot of people. Um, so they had beat the Jazz on the night before actually um that was an 8 30 tip off and they got into milwaukee at 4 a.m the next morning um they were missing three starters um the bucks hadn't played since tuesday of that week Giannis had a week of rest and um they won by like not just a couple points they started out kind of slow um, but then kind of got into a rhythm, um, had nine players in double figures, which is amazing. Impressive considering they're, they're down four key players, three yeah. of which are starters. Um, and the Bucks had only lost two home games all season before that game. Wow. And the Bucks are the only team with a better record against, um, plus 500 teams than the Nuggets. So, Statistically, like, I feel like people were sleeping on them. Yeah. Granted, 
the Nuggets are not great at winning road games, um, which I think is their, has been their Achilles heel in the playoffs. Um, but maybe this is, you know, showing us that um, that's that's changing a bit. Um, so very exciting Friday night for me. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Um, and it was just a really fun game to watch. Just great basketball all around. I enjoyed the post game with Jokic where he was like, "Oh my god, what you?" So <laughs> and I'm gonna botch this, but he's like, the the reporter was like, "Oh, you all were not expected to win." And he's like, "What do you mean we weren't expected to win? Yeah, like you don't go into a game and like expect not to win." And I'm like, and I thought about he was that. Like, why we? He said, "Why we cannot win? Yeah, like, why we cannot win? Yeah, like why? No, why we cannot win?" To the reporter, who said that? And then he was literally like, "Who said that?" <laughs> and then the reporter's like, I said that. <laughs> and he's just like. so funny. He was just And like, he was also wearing a bathrobe, which was just. Yeah. Made it even funnier. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he's just like, you don't go to a game expecting to lose. True. <laughs> which, like, I mean, exactly. True. Yeah. Like, imagine if teams actually looked at, like, the spread where people are like, oh, you're expected to lose. <laughs> like, you know it's crap. And like as a yeah. as a player, like I, I would assume that they don't look at it because people make assumptions. I and I yeah. think back to last week when we talked about how um, the spread was that Florida, who was unranked, would be a number one ranked Baylor. And like you can't look at that because like people are full of actual crap. They don't know. Um, they just make assumptions that are not even necessarily educated assumptions. And so the Nuggets beating the Bucks, it's similar. Where like the Nuggets are a very good team. They are pretty young. They have mm-hmm. depth yeah. off the bench. And if they can be one of the best teams in the NBA right now, like the Nuggets have a ton of potential, especially with injuries. Like when all those guys who are injured come back, the Nuggets might be the team who win it all. That's a very hot take. Speaking also. it into existence. We are all about speaking things into existence here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think in, like especially last year, if one of the starters was injured, I was like, mm, I don't know. You know that that's I think that's going to have a big impact on their ability to win games. And this year. I, like, I don't really see it like that. Um, obviously, it's great to have all your starters out there, but sometimes they've been playing better when they've, you know, been down a couple of people. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just been a kind of interesting year for injuries for them so far. Um, but um, just happy that they – really happy they got that win. That was very exciting. Um, and it sounds like you had an exciting – time watching the u.s women's national team this weekend oh my goodness yes so uh, for folks who don't know the u.s women's national soccer team was playing in the Concacaf, um like olympic qualifiers and they still are playing they still are playing this week um but i watched them play friday night um we did not watch on tuesday when they first played and they had won they're probably the best team that is playing in that Olympic qualifying round. Um, we watched, I went with a friend to Houston, and before we watched the U.S. play, we watched Haiti and Costa Rica. And for soccer fans, um, 
I don't know who all follows either of those teams. Haiti looks not great. <laughs> uh, they're just their the way they're using their body is just not great. And mm. both teams were somehow like always getting a hurt. I'm like, I played soccer growing up. I played until I like it was in, like through high school. I played competitively, and then in college, I just like played um, because of injury. But I was just like. This is not how this happens. Like, every five minutes there shouldn't be an injury of someone being like, oh, I, like, hurt my groin or I hurt my quad or I hurt my hand. Like, no, that's not a thing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so they played very sloppy. That's, I think, what led to a lot of those, like, timeout, or not timeout, but, like, stoppage time. And um, maybe I I would, while watching that, Matchup. I was like, well, maybe I just like haven't watched enough soccer at this level. And then I watched the U.S. Women's National Team right after that Haiti Puerto Rico game, and oh my goodness, Whew. they're so good. <laughs> they came onto the field, and like I was thinking of Space Jam when like the monsters come on, and they're like so good. Yeah. That's the U.S. Women's National Team, except they don't lose to Michael Jordan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they are so good. And, like, uh, they recently had a, a coaching staff change. And part of me was like, oh, I don't love that they, like, replaced Ellis with a coach who's a man. And it's not necessarily that I have anything against him as a coach, but I'm just like, oh, it looks not great in women's soccer if all of the coaches are men um Mm -hmm. because that kind of limits where you see those players going like I truly believe that Julie Ertz is she should be a coach like when she can no longer play like she is such a good leader she is so good to all those all of her teammates she's like encouraging like you can watch her just like engage with all the other players and you're like She's it. Like, she should be a coach. Um, She didn't play on Friday night, but um, the leadership skills are there that I'm like, when you're no longer playing, you're going to just, like, crush it as a coach. Um, But they played so well. And um, even when they were not playing well, like, if players were having, like, an off night, like Megan Rapinoe, she was not having her best night. She was having a hard time, like just kind of placing the ball when she was crossing it in, but it still was fine. It was still better than like any other team. It just was not the best. And, um, all, a lot of the other players looked pretty, pretty good. Um, so I had a very fun time watching the women's national team just because they're like on another level. Of soccer, like they're so good, um, and I'm excited to see what they do in the Olympics this summer. Um, hopefully, they win, and that I think that might they might be one of the, like the only teams who has won the World Cup and the Olympics back to back. I could see them winning the Olympics. They're for sure gonna win the Concacaf um, because I don't think any other team in the North or South Americas 
can touch the U.S. women's national team. And I think that they're just playing for so much more. Like, yes, they're talented, but also they're being heard in their, like, we should be paid more, we should receive this recognition, because they should. Like, the men's team is not great. Like, men's soccer in the United States is so far to go in comparison to the women's soccer team. It just, it's just facts. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Straight up facts. <laughs> the men's team is kind of an embarrassment, which is like, like, you don't want to say that about your national, like, the national team, right? Like, I would never say that about the men or women's basketball team who's going to go play in the Olympics this summer. Never would I even, like, that wouldn't cross my mind. But soccer... Men's soccer, for whatever reason, in this country is subpar (laughs) at that level. And um, I hope that they get better. And, like, the MLS has a good number of, like, international players that are hopefully, like, furthering the game, I guess. I I don't know. I don't know what they need because, like, the women's team, straight up, a lot of the women's teams are just really good. The men's teams, not really good. <laughs> not now. One day. One day. They'll, they'll get back into it. <laughs> um, but that's my soccer rant for the week and probably for the month. <laughs> I'll try to stay away from I understand. Not everyone follows it. And um, if... If you get the chance, if you're not a soccer person, do watch the U.S. Women's National Team because they're so good. Like, it doesn't matter if they're a starter, if they're a sub. Like, we saw Tobin Heath go in. I was super excited. She's one of my favorite favorite players. Um, And, like, within five minutes of going in, she scored. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, one, Panama's not very good. Uh... The U.S. won 8-0, to zero, but, like, also, they just look so good. So even if they had played a good team, I think they still would have been up 3-0 by the end of the game. But that's either here nor there going into the game of the week, as <laughs> major- the majority of people are not watching women's soccer. You should, but you're not. So <laughs> game of the week. Um, so my game this week is um, Gonzaga at St. Mary's. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so St. Mary's is a five-loss team. Um, they are, um, you know, a contender this year, as always, yeah. at the conference. Um, and they're 27th in Kempom, um, just behind BYU. Nice. Um, yeah, so this game is at St. Mary's. They're St. Mary's, USF, and BYU are teams that can always give Gonzaga trouble. Um, as we've talked about before, when Gonzaga gets into conference play, every team that they're playing against, that team is focused all year on beating Gonzaga. Like, yeah. that's one of their main goals for the year, every year. Yeah, I checked out. <laughs> so when, when teams are preparing to play against you like that, um, you know, week in and week out, it's... It's tough, and um, just odds are some of them are going to give you trouble. So um, I think that will probably be a close game, especially since it's a road game for Gonzaga. Um, But it's just always a fun one to watch for Gonzaga fans and um, could be mildly stressful. (laughs) So that game's 
the Saturday at eight o'clock on ESPN. Okay. Um, so if you, um, you know, do not live in the Pacific Northwest, it's a good, good way for you to watch uh, this Gonzaga team uh, this weekend. Oh, That's my sure. game of the week. What is yours? Um, so I picked a women's basketball matchup. Number 16, Arizona versus number three, Oregon. Um, oh, I think Pac-12. Oh, yeah. West Coast basketball for life. Um, <laughs> and I think Oregon's going to win. Like, it's not necessarily about the fact that Oregon will win this matchup. It's just that it's good to see that two Pac-12 teams are ranked so that, like, two Pac-12 teams are good in women's basketball. Um, so I'm just, like, very excited to see that. And Oregon's fun to watch. Like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Those top five teams in women's basketball all very fun so that's where i'm at with that i like that um so did you already say you already discussed your hot take the week right um no i just said that everything i said was a hot take because it kind of like it wasn't like the hot take the hot one but what is what is your specific hot take this week actual hot take of the week (laughs) is that like the halftime show at the super bowl was the best. Um, someone flagged that Prince was better, and they were right. Like, because, like, how can you say that Shakira and J Lo are better than Prince? Because they can't be. Prince is like Prince. I just like I can't even imagine anyone topping Prince at halftime at a Super Bowl. Um, but like, my God, that was a top Super Bowl performance it was so good and as soon as i said it on twitter people were like well lady gaga you were one of the people who likes lady gaga better um Mm -hmm. people were very quick to be like all these other people are better and my hot take is like no i think that j-lo and shakira crushed it (laughs) like it was so good i would watch it again and i don't say that about many live performances but it is what it is. What's your hot take of the week? Um, okay, so just briefly going back to the Kobe stuff, um, they played the Blazers on, was that Friday night? Saturday. Um, Friday night, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there were lots of tributes at that game. Um, halftime, I think I think it was at halftime, um, Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth did their See You Again song. Oh. Um, on the court, which was um, a song that uh, Charlie Puth wrote, and it was um, a big part of the whole Fast and Furious, um, Paul Walker yeah. passing away, like all that kind of stuff. Um, so when I was in college, that song, it came out my senior year, and it was like right around the time of graduation. And so um, my friends and I, we would always listen to it and be like, oh my God, like we're graduating. This is so, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like that was kind of our association with that song. Yeah. Um, but then obviously it's written about something way more serious. Um, but when I was watching, I was like, oh my gosh, like Charlie Puth is so cute. And I don't think I've ever like really noticed what he looked like before, but I've always really liked his music. Um, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like you're adorable. So that is my hot take. That is a hot take. I feel like objectively a lot of people would not agree with that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he's like super talented and kind of like nerdy, not super in the public eye. Um, So I think that's my hot take this week. 
That that agreed. I would say that is a hot take. I have a question to follow it up, based okay. off of so my at the Super Bowl party, we were talking about like Jimmy G, um, and everyone's like, okay. oh my gosh, he's so hot. And then they were talking about other players who were hot. So like Cam Newton came up, and um, is Baker Mayfield an attractive mm. football player? Okay, I. <laughs> No, I would say if I didn't, I don't know. If you just saw Baker Mayfield. If I saw a a picture of him on a dating app, I would probably think he was like kind of a tool just based on looks. Okay. All right. And then we know like, because we talked about Gardner Minshew. Yes. Um, That was also hot take where people are like, wait, what? Yeah. I don't know. There's no rhyme or reason to any of this stuff. Like. No. I, th- I think it's more so about, like, what people's public personalities are. Yeah. That makes me, like, like them or not like them. So, like, Charlie Puth, like, his public personality is, like, oh, he's adorable. It's, like, nice and endearing, yeah. Oh. Okay. Whereas, like, someone else could be, like, on paper much more, like, physically attractive, I guess, and I'd be like, eh, I don't know, like, if they seem like a cocky person or whatever. Yeah, no, no, I bet, like, it totally checks out. Yeah, yeah, I got you. (laughs) I just, like, I was wondering. So, yeah. Because, like, I got a lot of, I got a lot of side eye with my commentary when people were talking about attractive (laughs) players in the NFL, and I was like, Baker Mayfield, Gardner Minshew, and people are like, are you high? And I'm like, "Mm, no. no." (laughs) That's funny. It's just, Hmm. it's life. I don't know. It makes you think. About to um, their own. yeah, like what people are. It's like um, I know a lot of people have talked about Jimmy G, and they call him like Jimmy GQ, and like objectively, I guess Jimmy G is like pretty. Yeah, he's not very. He's. I think moral stories. I don't really like people to look like really rugged. <laughs> oh, and I don't know if it's that to me. I'm just like, ah, oh, Jimmy G just looks like. I know that he's played for the Patriots, and I hate the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just can't see past that. It's it's one of my flaws in life, I suppose, where I'm just like, I know that you played for a team that I don't like. It's like if someone, I meet someone, and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm a big Patriots fan, and they're actually from the area. I'm like, wow, I don't love that journey for you. Mm. Like. I don't love that journey for you. Now you're sounding like Jonathan Van Ness. <laughs> what you who think? Also I'm... had a great no. Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> it was very fun. I didn't realize he was going to be in a Super Bowl commercial, and one of my friends was like, "I'm so excited to see Jonathan Van Ness in a Pop Tarts commercial," and I'm like, "Pop Tarts, Jonathan Van Van Ness, what?" <laughs> Whenever he graces my TV screen, it's always a blessing. <laughs> Uh, have you listened to his audiobook? Um, I haven't. I just bought that book for a friend, but I listened to his podcast. You should listen to the audiobook version of the book. Uh, the book. Okay. Listeners, Jonathan Van Ness's book is great. I will, like, <laughs> I'll say it's a pretty good book, and it's, like, super short on audiobook, and I highly, highly recommend listening to it on audiobook. Like, reading it's fine. Like, I encourage reading all the time. But the audiobook is so fun. There's a part, if you watch Shit's Creek, he tries to read, like, a portion. He's like, I'm being, like, Moira Rose from Shit's Creek. Oh, 
it's so extra. It's yeah. wonderful. So um, let that grace your ears. That checks out because on his podcast, he does some of his um, advertisement reads in a British accent. Oh, yeah. Just, just <laughs> so extra. We love it. Yep. Here for it. <laughs> Um, what wine were you enjoying this week for all the sports that there were to consume? Um, so while I watched the Super Bowl, I definitely enjoyed a Savion Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> and the label was gnarly head. Yeah. It just like looked fun. And so I grabbed it. I'm very cheap. And I'm just like, I will try most things that are cheap. And because, like, I know we're going to talk about the wines here, um, you know, most weeks I'm like, oh, I'll just grab whatever. So um, it was pretty good. I would probably get it again because it was just, like, easy to drink. It was very, like, mild in terms of a wine. What about you? What are you, what are you drinking this week? Um. So this week I had – it sounds – really gross on paper but i promise it's not it's like one of those hidden gems yeah um you can buy it at target um yes. it's, called, <laughs> it's called um day drinking by little big town southern peach wine oh it's not by um, the band little big town no so they've collaborated they collaborated with a winery oh and it's in cans, so it's, like, great for summer. Ooh. Uh, and the cans are really cute. Yeah, so it's, like, you know, obviously the name is, like, a play on their song called yeah. Drinking. Um, that's just, like, really catchy and um, kind of a casual, you know, happy song, whatever. Uh, so would recommend giving that a try. It's It was not as sweet as I was expecting, which okay. is good for me because I don't really like sweet wine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I love okay. peach. I like wine, like Little Big Town. <laughs> um, so, would recommend for a hidden gem. I'll have to try that. Yeah. Um, we had a listener who, when we were talking about speaking things into existence last week, um, <laughs> they were like, can you speak into existence that Iowa State is good at basketball? Um so I'm going to speak that into existence. Iowa State getting better at basketball because yikes. <laughs> um, we can try whew, these things. I thought they were going to win against Texas. Like I, If they had won, I would have been like, we don't even have to speak it into existence. And then they lost to Texas, and Texas is pretty bad. Um, mm-hmm. But I hope that Iowa State bounces back like Big Sean. I don't think they're going to beat Baylor, because Baylor's, like, stupid good at everything this year. Um, I don't even know. I don't understand it, how it's happening. I don't understand their luck in terms of, like, their coaching change, whatever. I don't know. But, uh, you know, if you're not the biggest Baylor fan, but you don't really care about the Big 12, uh, just cheer for the Iowa State Cyclones, because... They need it right now. <laughs> Putting that out there. Yeah, just just throwing it into the universe that maybe they're good. Um, I don't think it's going to be this year. I think next year both football and basketball are going to be better. 
Um, I think they'll have a better chance of doing good things in the Big 12. But that's just like uh, a charlatan's take on Iowa State sports. Uh, Do you have any personal plugs? Can't say I do this week. What about you? Um, the huge? Yeah, just the huge of listening to Tailgate Society pods, uh, of drunk dialing, matinee baseball stuff and things, and reading the content of Bachelor Tea, which, like, Emily yes. Drake and I are Bachelor connoisseurs, if you will. <laughs> More so Emily than myself. I'm just recently getting into it, but we definitely are following it. Follow us on Twitter to see what we're saying and thinking about it. Um, but also Jacqueline, she writes about it every week. So get in on that. It's pretty good. And then five on it is about music. So if you need five songs to just jam out to, like, that's a good place to just find new music as someone who commutes like 20 minutes long. It's perfect. Exactly. Like I could substitute listening to Taylor Swift with like (laughs) actual good music. And I don't, but I'll listen to those good songs, like, while I'm at work. So, um, for people who actually want to listen to good music, uh, check out Five On It. And then also be sure to follow Sports Quirks on Twitter, potentially Instagram. We could be coming at you. Like, slide into our DMs if that sounds good. And then, like, any, um, any content that you're wanting to see, um, like... We definitely heavily follow college sports, but, like, if there's something that you want us to follow, if you're like, hey, I want you to tell us about the Cricket World Cup, well, we don't know anything about that, but, like, the internet, the Googles, um, we can look it up. So we can educate ourselves and talk about that. So, like, don't hesitate to email us at sportsandcorks at gmail.com. Again, like, Twitter eventually an instagram where you can just kind of give feedback about what you want to hear about um what you want to see in terms of our content when it comes to like sports wine all the way to like our bigger than sports moment which yes um we're coming up on so here we are the moment that we love our favorite moment of the podcast bigger than sports yes um so we had the first woman coaching in a Super Bowl yes! tonight, which is so exciting. Um, yes! Football, I feel like, of all sports, is probably the most difficult for women to break into. Yeah. Um, particularly in the coaching scene. I think that I want to say, like, kind of the NBA was probably the first league to really um, start having, like, women involved in coaching. Yeah, with um, Becky. Yeah. And I mean, that even took a long time, yeah. you know? Um, so this is really great to see. Um, she's an offensive assistant coach for the 49ers. So um, we have come a long way <laughs> since uh, the NFL started. That's very true. Did you cringe when you saw that uh, commercial where it was like a woman um, kicking a field goal and then it was like a deodorant commercial? Yeah, that was not great. I did like the one that she was in. Yeah, no, hers was I can't super what good. Product it was for. It was, if it was even for a product. It might have just been like an NFL thing. I can't remember. It was good that they are very encouraging about it. Like I'm really happy I mean, they to need see to it. Be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 
it's so cool to see a woman coach. <laughs> I mean, you're right. <laughs> it would uh, be, and you know, Roger Goodell probably would be like, oh, well, yeah. it's out of our hands. Well, I mean, now, you know, like she's someone to look up to, like, yeah, for for younger girls and women to say like it's you know it's it's been done now. Um, yeah, it's possible. Um, it's not just like a pipe dream, you know. Um, so I wouldn't you know I wouldn't be surprised if this trend kind of continues um, and more and more women break into the sport um, from a coaching standpoint. Hopefully, we see that. Oh yeah, like there's no argument that I think would be, like, good enough against women coaching. Because you look at coaches like Mike Leach. Yeah. Who did not play college or in the NFL. There's so many coaches. Yeah. So, like, there's no reason that, like, people are against women being the coaches. Um, And obviously she's doing a good enough job. They made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So you love to see it. That is a wonderful moment. We're seeing uh, women do very well in the world of sports. Yes. Onward and upward. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, you love to see it. Um, That's all I have this week other than, like, get ready in February as we are in the month of February. Um, We will do what we do and have probably a dating episode because I guess there's something on the 14th of February that relates to dating. Yeah, so they say. That's what I've heard. So um, next week, I believe our episode is going to be focused on, we'll do another kind of dating style episode. Um, maybe a little bit of sports thrown in there, but uh, we'll just kind of see where it takes us. So if you have any funny stories that you want to be shared anonymously, of course, um, let us know. Um, you know where to find us. Or if you have any red flag deal breakers or questions you want us to discuss as a group, we'll have a guest on. Um, Also, send us a DM or an email. Slide into the DMs for a good reason this time. Not because you were like, ah, the DMs. We want to hear your questions. We want to talk about it. Um, The holiday one was super fun, talking about holiday-related dating things. So... Hit us up. That's all I got this week. Crickets for me. <laughs> have anything else to add? So all right. <laughs> we'll call it a. We'll call it a night. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Emily and Emily Sports and Courts.